welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me is Mike Sauter and Stu Pospisil. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. And right off the top, Stu, I want to thank you for joining us. We're wrapping up football season, getting into the best time of the year. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to week nine and and uh, everything to come. It's kind of, you know, Friday night is kind of like getting ready for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of unopening, you're wrapping and unopening gifts at the same time. Right. And mm-hmm. we're going to find out Friday night into Saturday who's playing who and how the brackets are going to look in the state football playoffs that start next week. Oh, boy, that's exciting. Well, we got a loaded show today. We're going to preview week nine. We're going to talk a little bit about that Miller North volleyball situation and the NSAA transfer process. But first, I want to get an update from you because I think you're the expert here in projections and laying out the bracket. How are we looking in the playoff picture? Well, we've got some interesting things going on in Class A. The one thing we know is that Miller West is going to be the number one seed regardless of how – the Wildcats do on Friday night against Lincoln North Star. They are locked in at number one. And then the chase is on for number two. And it looks like, in all likelihood, that Bellevue West will not get that spot. Yeah, That surprised a lot of people. Well, but if you look at their schedule, yep. you play. <laughs> and it's not, it's not their, all they're doing either. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like they're hand-picking nine opponents. Mm-hmm. But they're schedule's pretty weak and that's something that coach Mike Huffman from the start was worried about was how many times they were going to get tested and Mike and I last week saw them just blow out a well I would say an an average Average. north Mm -hmm. team at best Omaha Mm -hmm. North 57 to 6 but they actually dropped down in points because other teams results yep you know for a quick primer uh for the playoffs every game is worth points to the winning and losing teams right and it also depends on how the opponents do during the season. If, if you've got a win over a, a team that goes undefeated, it's worth more than over a win over a team that's winless. So mm-hmm. yep. uh, it's a point scale, wins and losses, and they add up the points after week nine and do the, the math, and that's how we set the, the brackets. What we have right now for um, uh, the Class A field, we've got 11 uh, – Teams, I believe, so far: Millard West, Burke Southeast, Bellevue West, Millard South, Omaha Westside, Grand Island, Omaha Creighton Prep, Kearney, Elkhorn South, Lincoln East, Lincoln Pius, and either Millard North or Papillion La Vista mm-hmm. as a district runner-up. And in Class A only, district champions and district runner-ups advance to the playoffs along with four wild card teams. Right. In the other eleven-man classes. It's district champions and enough at-large teams to fill yep. out the 16-team brackets. In eight-man one, eight-man two, it's district champions and at-large teams to fill out 32-man brackets, 32-team brackets. And in uh, six-man, they take the top 16 by points. So, mm-hmm. you know, every level has something different. Even within 11-man, we have something different. Class B... We start with Scotts Bluff, Omaha, Scott, Waverly. They're they're the big three mm-hmm. in the ratings. That they're yep. they're in mm-hmm. Grand Island Northwest, Hastings, Omaha, Roncalli, Elkhorn, Mount Michael. Great season underway for right. the Knights at seven and one. Norris, Bennington, McCook, Seward, the Plattsmouth 
Omaha Gross winner on Friday night, the Alliance Lexington winner on Friday night. Going down to C1, Adams Central, top-ranked Wahoo, number two Pierce, Ad Ashland Greenwood, Gothenburg, Columbus Scotus, Kearney Catholic, Wahoo Newman, Ord, Aurora, Wayne, and the Ogallala Chase County winner all look projected in. C2, Sutton, St. Paul, Oakland Craig, BRLD, big game that yeah. this week between Oakland and BRLD. Uh, North Bend, Donovan Trumbull, David C. Aquinas, Battle Creek, Shelby, Rising City, Centennial, and Fremont Bergen. And because eight-man takes 32 teams in each bracket and you're trying to sort, is this one and seven team going to be going or yeah. is this two and six team? Uh, we just let the NSAA and the, worry about yeah, it. And they did yeah. away with East-West this year, right? Or is that next year? I don't as think they've done they did now. It. I thought they were changing It's a proposal it. to do okay. that. Okay, all right. All right. That, that's something that's going through the legislative process. Okay. So not yet. Okay. That'd be crazy if you had, you know, like Fall City Sacred Heart traveling to. Well, we used to. We, <laughs> we did? From the start of the playoffs until the mid-'80s. It was oh, based on, on seating. Points, yeah. And then they, about the time that uh, the NSAA lost a ton of money with Commonwealth, uh -huh. savings collapse. They were trying to look gotcha. at ways of economizing it because of paying out right, that makes... uh, uh, travel expense. Right. So they went to geographical uh, half brackets. Right. And now there's a push to go back, back to, to the, hmm. be, because you you can have like in in eight man two for instance you've got St Francis and Sacred Heart they're right. most likely going to be in the East that game probably should be in the state final right. I think right yeah instead you're going to have you know a, a team that may you know Garden County or Central Valley well I mean they're good teams they're four right. and five but the two best teams often meet before For that, yeah. the finals. It was kind of last year in, the, in just A-man. I mean, Johnson, Brock, and Sacred Heart were both pretty good, and they oh, had and to play in the St. Francis and, after that. Yeah, yeah, and then you had then Johnson, Brock had to beat them. I mean, even just to get to Lincoln, and that was right. kind of, yeah, okay. Let's and let's jump back to the bracket here for a second. Who are some of those surprise playoff teams? I know Elkhorn Mount Michael is one. We've talked about having a great year. I think Lincoln East might be one that jumps off the page to a few people. The East again has been uh, benefiting from its schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah, you know they they really lack a, a quality win there. You know I I think uh, Hastings right at seven and one and Mike's going to be there on Friday on yeah. Friday night to see seven one GI Northwest and GI Northwest lost the one of the state's top career passers in right. Carter Terry and they actually have a better record. They've got better defense. They've got better balance. Rand sent. Sanders mm -hmm. is a good dual threat quarterback, good athlete, right. baseball player who was hurt all of last year. Right. They, uh, you know, uh, Stein out there, Kevin Stein yeah. has they done a really flipped. good job yeah. keeping this program going with a different type of, of philosophy, and that that's a credit to working with the kids you, you have. got. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and not forcing it. Jarrett Seidnick, mm. nine touchdown passes last week against Beatrice for the. Right. Uh, the uh, uh, Class B He's, record, and yeah. that's incredible. Uh, you know, and, Norris, and, we had ranked high. Uh, mm -hmm. They're 6-2. and two. We're going to talk about them more in a couple minutes. Uh, you know, going down the line, Wayne's had a good season. Yeah, C1. C1. They're, they were my kind of surprise would be Wayne. is kind of wasn't really expected only, to be that. Yeah, only two losses are to right. Wayne and Pierce. Now, they were destroyed them both, but yeah. they won their other games. Right. And that's a good – building step to get mm -hmm. to the playoffs and 
perhaps with a uh, win this week, maybe you, you get up to, into the top eight. Right. And then in uh, C2, you know, Centennial, we kind of had written off after mm. their 0-3 start. start. They're, they're 4 and they're five and three now. Yeah, yeah, five and three. Five and three. Yeah. Uh, North the, Bend winning last week. They they well, impressed the past me two a lot. Weeks. Yeah, they, they be, shut out Aquinas and then beat Shelby Rising City uh, last week in a not, really good defensive battle. I them <clears throat> them being kind of whether seven one. I I think they're pretty good and could make some noise just by watching them in person. Well, and they you know they lost uh, John Emanuel from last year's team, right and. So Austin Endorf, mm. they've had to look for other ways yeah. besides just passing them. Uh, it's Malali, right? Yeah. Mm. He had a big game last week, yeah. 188 yards or yeah. thereabouts. Really nice running back. And Brecken Peters, the linebacker, is a junior. He's really good. So they've they've kind of uh, widened their base. Mm. And to have a good defense now, they, they gave up a lot of points last year. They were right. having to outscore people. They're not doing it that way this year. They're doing it with defense, and we know that goes a long way in November. Right, right. What about some early title contenders from each class? I know people can just check out your ratings and see who's at the top, but who who do you like? Well, I, you've got to think the Bellevue West Millard West winner. Yeah, is is you know unfortunately it's they're not going to be in the final. They're probably going to be yeah. in the semis or something. Yeah, there's. Uh, there's a couple ways that Bellevue West can move up into the three-hole and avoid that Wait, semifinal yeah. matchup. You know, in, in Class B, you know, Scott and Waverly, we, we saw it go double overtime uh, just a couple weeks ago. Kind of depends where that game's played in the rematch. Right. Uh, Waverly let a lot of points uh, slip away that night. And I, actually, I, I could argue that Waverly outplayed them. Hmm. Uh, you know, Ty Gordon, Tyson Gordon is just a special athlete, as right. we know, and had to uh, North Dakota State. And is it, do you think Scott's – this is my notes on this. I'd have Northwest, Hastings, Winter, Squarely kind of in the mix. And then, obviously, Scott's Bluff is sort of – I mean, I haven't seen him play. And they're, yeah, I, I, I think if – because GI Northwest – Lost by only 18, five, 13, yeah. and and was leading. They gave up the right. go-ahead touchdown in the last two minutes to right uh, to the Bearcats. You know, I I need to get to see Scott's Bluff play, right. and t- this week just isn't going Probably, to work. Yeah. If they play McCook. McCook is just outside the rankings in yeah. Class B at five and three. You know, could McCook McCook I think can give them a game for a while mm-hmm. by just I I think Scott's Bluff has too much. Yeah. You know, again, it, it kind of depends how the brackets work out. Uh, you know, right now, Scott's Bluff's the number one seed. Scott Waverly look on a to be on a collision course again. for the, the semis. Yeah. <laughs> again, did it last year, right? So chances seem pretty good that we could have a Scott Scott's Bluff rematch pending sure. Waverly. Yeah. yeah, very very much. And you know, depending, you know, Scott Waverly was played on a wet yeah field, mm-hmm. pretty good traction i mean if it goes to scott you're playing on turf, turf yep. different. and it's, it's a whole, whole different ball game mm-hmm. um you know we go down to c1 you know you, you take a look this is a, a bracket or this is a class that has geo or no geographic right. bounds mm-hmm. so right now you've got adam central right. uh with the number the one lead of points they're number one seed right now but mm-hmm. that's that can change and Wahoo has uh, Columbus Lakeview this, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Scotus, Scotus this week. Mm-hmm. So Scotus is seven and one. 
Uh, that's a huge game for um, seeding purposes because uh, SCOTUS is seen in the six hole. Um, you know, to me, I still think like B, it's the top three that Wahoo Pierce, Adam and, Central, and Adam Central, yeah. Adam or Ashland Greenwood, yeah. seen a four. They've had a couple perplexing games Outcome, like Lincoln yeah. Christian where they had to outscore a win win yeah. team that's better than its record. Right. You know, records can Does be it, deceiving sometimes. Eight, and, and you got Aurora that still right. saying they're at number six. They started 0 3. They've they've won everything since then. Do they have a title run now that they've got things figured out? Right. I would not want to play Aurora no. uh in the early rounds. Right. And that's after after they lost to to Wahoo coach Peterson he said we're just get we're we'll be better like we'll, we're getting there and clearly they have I and, and clearly in C1 it's easier to get better right than right the right. old class B I right. think you could do that in B now because B has fewer mm -hmm. teams but uh yeah to be in C1 where yeah. you've been a traditional class B program right uh you know you're, you're playing teams that don't have as much depth and and, and maybe as much talent. Ashland Greenwood for me is the kind of question, like just how good are they, right? Like right. they haven't played, their schedules kind of is what it is, not great. And then Adam Central clearly is, I think, pretty good. So, yeah. And, um, and they could do it with running or passing right, with, right. with uh, Evan, Evan Johnson, Johnson and, yeah. and Conant, the running back. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, a lot yet to be decided. We'll have the playoff and, bracket. Well, real quick though, C2. That BRLD Oakland Craig game is uh, like Friday you said night, huge. It will tell us yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just how good you know BRLD had that really close game against Bergen, and the week before Oakland Craig crushed now, now Bergen. Now the Volk kid has been hurt. He's out. Yeah, is he ribs? I don't think he's going to play Friday. Okay. Yeah. So that's well, a if huge he comes back for the playoffs, that, different. That can change yeah. things totally. because he is such a vital part yeah. along with Will Gatzmeyer. Right. No question. So, you know, th that's what that team's built around it. Right. Those two kids. Yeah. And yeah, St. Paul is the, the question. One. Yeah. We don't know how just how good is St. Paul. Like that's the question too. I mean, they've they've done well in the central part of the state. Number one for the first time in school history. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and you got Sutton, Bow Creek, and Centennial, like Aurora. Right. You know, started out, had to figure out a lot of things yeah. with a lot of new faces. But they, you know, the, the one loss for Shelby Rising, the first loss for Shelby Rising mm -hmm. City, and for North Bend was given by, by Centennial. Centennial. Yeah, and Centennial, I, I think North Bend is that team that could be in that mix. And with that make some Yeah, make some noise in there, too. So I didn't want to skip over C2. No, no definitely, definitely. Um, we'll have the playoff projections up on Friday night, and the official bracket should be released Saturday. Saturday morning. Yep. So we'll have the projections up anypropzone.com Friday night. Playoff picture will start to take shape, though, with those results. Real quick, though, I want to spend a few quick minutes because everything could change tomorrow on this. Mm -hmm. But real quick, the Miller North volleyball situation, and to give people a quick refresher, London Emmons, um, a role player for them, Noted that she was going to transfer to Burke. She submitted the paperwork. Thus, her name was placed on the May 1 transfer list. By NSAA bylaws, a player on that list must sit out 90 days. She obviously no, didn't. No, no, no. Sits out 90 days. If she returns to her yes, home if she school, returns right. from the home. If she doesn't yes. make the transfer, she has to sit 90 days. Right, correct. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, so she obviously stayed at Millard North, didn't go to Burke. That was reported to NSAA. She decided to stay at Miller North after speaking with a counselor. And so Miller North then 
vacates 14 wins, which changes everything in the Metro Conference that's going on right now and potentially in district volleyball. But it's going to an appeal tomorrow. What I you may you might not want to speculate on this. What do you think are the chances to overturn? Kind of seems like something where common sense could rule. You know, it depends how they make the case. The 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 way I see the bylaw, I don't know if the the person's new school has to report to the old school that the transfer's happening. You would you yeah. would think that there would be common sense involved that, okay, I'm leaving school A to go to school B. I'm going to tell school A that uh, my intent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that happened in this case, and I'm not sure school B necessarily has to tell school A what's happening. So it, unlike, the NS, or unlike the NCAA clearinghouse, mm-hmm. I don't think you've got a, a master database of who's coming and going. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a deficiency? It may be something the NSAA has to look at. About transfer portal for <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, you know, if, Something, if, this, is, yeah. if this is a bookkeeping clerical, right? Mm-hmm. It's a issue, way to manage it. it. You know, it may be finding a flaw in the system. I don't know how the board's going to react tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be a telephonic hearing. You know, the parents evidently misunderstood the rule. Didn't, although on the NSWA website there is a, a, yeah. a link to questions and answers over the May 1st right. policy. They didn't know that if they brought their daughter back that she'd be ineligible for mm-hmm. 90 days. Um, and did Miller North have any idea that she was on the Burke transfer list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Again, this is going to have to be sorted out in a, the- in a hearing. It doesn't seem like this is one of those, sorry, it doesn't seem like this is anyone, any situation where anything nefarious was going on. It seems like a teenager making a decision and changing her mind after speaking with a counselor. And again, this is on the outside. We don't know what everybody knew at that moment. Right. And, you know, the NSWA staff first and then the board, staff has to kind of do some investigation mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Or looking into, and then the board has to decide what what happens. This is not unlike, to a degree, the situation with Burke a couple years ago. What 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 people are finding interesting is is that the teams that are uh, gain forfeit wins from yeah. Miller mm-hmm. North, they're gaining the points from Miller North for Miller North without the forfeits. Huh. So instead of being given low points, right. they're gaining the points the point, the, yeah. for Millard Norse on the court record. Now yeah. that record's going to be changed at the end of the regular season slash districts. I'm not sure about the timing. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to affect, you know, down the road, mm-hmm. like state seating. Mm-hmm. Um it, 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 it's a new situation. I have not seen the NSAA do this before, yeah. giving the, the actual points rather than saying, okay, Miller North, you've been a second division team, now you're Mid- fourth fort. bottom yeah. division team, yeah. and now you're getting, you're giving these people or these people are getting less points. They didn't want yeah. to penalize those, but Miller North, as we speak here on Wednesday afternoon, is in the Metro semifinals right. of volleyball. Mm-hmm. They're defending champion. Yeah, yeah, very good. And they're very good. 
somebody like Millard West on Monday night. Should Millard West have played Miller North no, in no. the first round? I, I, I there's got to be different ways of, of yeah. penalizing. It Mi- seems like it seems like one of those that the penalty doesn't fit the crime to rob this team. Defending state champs, rob might be the wrong word, but of 14 wins and potentially well, well, rob can... another team of a spot in the state playoffs because they're put in another district as the low seed rather than right. as their record indicates maybe being a host you're potentially talking about affecting four or five teams because of a clerical error you oh. know i i it's the, the, the penalty is worse for the teams that have to play them right yeah because of their record it and it's not something that's detected after the season i remember 20 years ago there was a case involving Omaha Westside football. And the violation was discovered during the playoffs. So they let Westside play Creighton Prep in the semifinals, which was a loss for Westside. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently, they ordered Westside to forfeit every game that the kid had played in. When you have in-season forfeits, it's a different matter. Mm-hmm. To me, I think they, I, I think Millard West or Millard North should be placed on where it should be in a, and assign the forfeits afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Because Millard West really should have not had you know, to they, play them they on should Monday. Be, yeah. Should not have had to play them on Monday night. Yeah. In districts, if if Millard West is sitting there at nine and fourteen or whatever their right their record is nine and twenty. At that point, they're going to be a third or fourth seed, and also, they were sitting about fourth in the wild card standings for seeding. They're going to be down the line mm. and could knock somebody good out when both teams should right. be there based on on their yeah. play. And Miller North is the one that is not, I'm not saying rewarded, but they're not getting penalized nearly as much as the team that that got bumped down. The right. odds of this of of the NSA changing their mind or uh, is not good. No, like no. they never, it never gets. But we also didn't see them awarding points like this. Either. Right. Right. So it's different. You know, again, Maybe. Is, is this a is this a groundbreaking case? It could be. I yeah. don't know. I, I again, in season forfeits are much more difficult to process and assess mm-hmm. than at the end of the season, where you look back and say, okay, you're a ten and one team. The kid played in nine games. You're now one and ten. Yeah. If the in-season forfeits and Miller North had this happen three times this decade. Mm. In football, they had a ineligible player discovered, and in um, basketball, a couple years ago. Mm. And it re, you know, I I don't know what the right thing is. For, for assessment that doesn't hurt or distort affect everybody the, the else. Season. Yeah. And and in football too, it, it, it's a little different than than other sports because it uh, isn't quite as reflective. I mean, you know, you you lose fourteen wins in volleyball and it changes a, yeah, whole lot, a lot of things. Or yeah. basketball. Yeah. yeah. Real quick here, I want to just run down our list of games here. We'll go in-depth through the bracket next week, mm-hmm. pick a few games to discuss game by game. But real quick, here's the ones that we'll be watching for the result and also ones that you should check out if you're free on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. 
Millard South seven and one against Westside seven and one. That's Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night game. That's that, our any prep zone. Yeah. Live streaming game of the week with KXVO. Yep. Uh, great that they they moved that game to Thursday night. Right. Last year, um, it was fourteen uh, thirteen. It's probably going to be something like that again. Both teams are averaging forty, just over forty-one points of offense, and uh, defense. Uh, Millard South averaging has given up fourteen a game. Westside has given up eight point one a game, with including three shutouts. Yeah. So defense is likely the thing, and I think. Chase Perchel's coming back tomorrow night for Miller South, which is a huge deal if he's playing. And yes, huge them. for them if he's if he's playing. I, I think he's playing. I mean, weather tomorrow night could also be a factor. Right, could cold, be. Yeah, raw. really cold. Yeah. Uh, might favor Miller South. Right, with, a little bit with their run game. Miller South yep. could have two thousand yard rushing, like two thousand yard sure. rushing with Urban and Harris already is, and Urban is getting there. Um, so Hand, we'll handful of other games, real quick here. Omaha Creighton Prep six and two against Elkhorn South five and three in Class B. Elk, Omaha Scut eight and zero against Norris six and two. Grand Island Northwest against Hastings, both teams seven and one. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll be on Friday night. You'll have a preview of that one right. up on anyprepzone.com. Bennington five and three against Elkhorn Mount Michael seven and one. And then in C1, another one to watch that we touched on briefly, Wahoo 8-0 against Columbus Scotus 7-1. So as a playoff pitcher takes shape here, time of the year to be checking out anyprepzone.com. If you haven't subscribed to Omaha.com, end of this podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. We want to thank our sponsor, MD West One, and I want to thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend.